You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Pirelli Scorpion Weather Active. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The Volume. Hi, everybody. Oh, my. All sorts of news today. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets is official. I'll get to that in a second. Mike Silver uh, will join me. Went to Cal. Knows Aaron Rodgers. That's something, right? Mike's always great. Let me start with this. Word that De'Aaron Fox, the gifted guard for the Sacramento Kings, his shooting hand is injured and he may miss game five. When I heard this, I just imagined all the Golden State Warrior haters saying, oh my God, another break for this franchise. Yeah, like when they were in the final against Toronto and four starters were injured. The Warriors dynasty, outside of year one with Kevin Durant in the Bay, they've all had obstacles. Multiple times missing players. I'll give you an example. Game three, (laughs) they were missing Draymond and Gary Payton. Payton was sick. Draymond unjustly ejected and suspended for the game. And they had their best defensive effort so far. The Warriors dynasty is based on a lot of things. One of them is great, adaptable coaching and culture. So when they miss Gary Payton and Draymond Green, they make some changes. The role players play over their skis a little, a little above their ceiling, and they roll to a win over the Kings. If they can't play with De'Aaron Fox at 75%, then it wasn't meant to be. Every great team has had multiple obstacles. It was never easy. Michael Jordan's Bulls in 98 had to go to Vegas and pull Dennis Rodman out of a bed because he took a hiatus in the middle of a finals. Go read Jeff Perlman's great book, Three Ring Circus, on the Kobe-Shaq infighting that Phil Jackson had to deal with. Uh, LeBron and Kyrie in Cleveland butted heads the last year in Ohio. It's just part of it. The NBA is built on stars. You're dealing with suspensions and egos and injuries in a long season all the time. If you can't win a game at home with a less than 100% De'Aaron Fox, wasn't meant to be, and you're not a championship team. But to ignore The many injuries and obstacles the Warriors have faced is being absolutely dishonest. Go win the game. You're at home. Malik Monk 
has been a very nice offensive player in the series. De'Aaron Fox may not play, or he may, less than 100%. Deal with it. Last year, the Warriors won a finals. Klay Thompson, coming off an injury, couldn't really defend, and it was about 75% of who Klay Thompson was this regular season. All right, Aaron Rodgers going to the New York Jets is official. The draft picks were around what most people speculated. Nobody won the trade. I mean, you can argue the Jets won the trade because they get Aaron Rodgers. I think my takeaway is that I've always said that once a rookie quarterback comes in, I will give him a year and a half. Year two Thanksgiving, you will know what you have. Now, it used to be you gave a rookie quarterback two full years. Bill Polian would say three. But with seven-on-seven summer camps, uh, the personal quarterback coaching, I'll give you to Thanksgiving your second year in the league. But it is different with Jordan Love. Jordan Love has been in the building for three years. I will give Jordan Love until Thanksgiving this year. You'll know. By getting another second-round pick, the Packers can pick up a wide receiver in the first round, an edge rusher, and a tight end in the second. It's an incredibly deep edge rusher and tight end draft. So the Packers should be able to get three starters in their first three picks. And that's what they're going to go after. In what order? I have no idea. Wide receiver, tight end, and edge rusher. It is not a deep wide receiver class. There is one receiver, maybe two in the first round, and the Packers have the 13th pick. So my guess is they go for the best receiver out of Ohio State. Then they probably get a tight end and an edge rusher in round two. Those are all going to be high rotation or starting players. Then you draft and develop the rest of the draft. This is a team that is ready to win football games. Okay, we know Minnesota is not going 11-0 in one-score games. We don't know if Chicago is any good. And Detroit, though improved, is Detroit. With that gambling scandal... Who knows who's going to be available in September. But this team is ready to win or at least be competent. Jordan Love is inheriting a top 10 offensive line, two more than capable running backs, one a borderline star. Christian Watson is an emerging star at wide receiver, an offensive coach. They need an edge rusher. They have a Pro Bowl corner, good interior defensive lineman, excellent young safeties, you can't win nine or 10 games, and we'll know by Thanksgiving, in the weakest the NFC has been in 20 years, then you got the wrong guy. The NBA playoffs are upon us. 20 teams get in, all trying to get that one crown. For last minute, amazing deals to watch your favorite NBA team. It can be the Warriors, it could be the Kings, it could be the Sixers, it could be the Bucks. To get great last-minute deals on amazing tickets, check out GameTime, the fastest-growing ticketing app in the United States. It's called GameTime. doesn't stop, by the way, with the NBA. They've got NHL tickets, Major League Baseball tickets. They've also got concerts and comedy shows. GameTime. Download the Game Time app and the redeem code is Colin, C O L I N. $20 off your first purchase. 
Terms apply. Download the Game Time app. Enter the code Colin, C-O-L-I-N, for $20 off. NBA playoffs, baseball season just starting here in April, NHL as well. No matter where you live, get out, have some fun this week and this year. Download the Game Time app, last-minute ticket deals, lowest prices guaranteed. All right, Mike Silver, a valuable member of the volume. When breaking news happens, Mike Silver happens. I love that. That sounds like a billboard. That's cool. That would be cool. I just want to be uh, calling in the audience when Draymond takes home the trophy. Uh, I know. For the, for the team. Uh, yeah, Colin, uh, I know you remember a year ago or a little more than a year ago, uh, we were on together when the Devontae Adams trade happened to the Raiders. And we were like, whoa, you know, because that was right. a little more uh, sudden. But uh, yeah, this is um, I think it's an exciting day. And, and I don't want to gloss over this for Jets fans. This is awesome. The Jets are getting one of the best quarterbacks of all time, possibly with years left. They have a team that was good enough to almost make the playoffs last year despite injuries and Zach Wilson being the quarterback for a lot of it. Uh, and Aaron knows this offense uh, intimately because Nathaniel Hackett's now the coordinator. So people might say, oh, it's great for the Packers. It's win-win. We could get into all that, but it's not win-win. The Jets win the day today, in my opinion. This isn't perfectly analogous, but I've three times traveled cross-country and took a new job. The first year, whether you're talented or not, with new environment is hard. It's yeah. choppy. Yeah. I hope Aaron plays for a second year. First of all, new defensive coordinators, new conference, new environment. It's everything. New neighborhood. And if you go look at Aaron's history, first year starting the league, a little bumpy. First year with Hackett, a little bumpy. Um I think he's going to do really well. I kind of feel like it's a 10-7, 11-6 team. I think it's. I think their schedule's not the easiest. No. But um, what's a realistic expectation to you? That's a great question because if you look at it on paper, you say, yeah, the AFC is a gauntlet, right? And the AFC East right. certainly is not going to be easy. And they are the Jets. Um, they do have some dudes. I mean, both rookies of the year. Brees Hall was that good before he got hurt. Elijah Vera Tucker was hurt last year. Um, you know, they've, they've got some dudes and I think they will play pretty good defense. Um, you know, you're right about year one because that was the case in Green Bay, which was year one in the LaFleur Hackett offense. And yeah. they did go 13 and three and reach the NFC championship game with a very good team, but it, it was not humming offensively the way that you would expect an Aaron Rodgers team to. Um, but I think, you know, my I look at Favre, his first year there, which everyone revisionist history thinks sucked, and then he went to Minnesota and was really good. But Favre had those Jets 8-3 and three right up in playoff contention. He was an MVP contention. He suffered uh, an arm injury that essentially – uh, you know, made him noodle arm the rest of that year and, and it didn't go great, but this is going to give them a, a real jolt and franchise quarterbacks affect teams in ways that go beyond what most of us see. It just changes the energy and the vibe of the organization. Uh, it lends a credibility to the, uh, the meetings, the practices internally. And I, you know, there, he's going to pull a game or two out that the Jets aren't used to pulling out. 
And that's going to potentially snowball. So I, I think playoffs is a very realistic uh, you know, possibility. I think once you're in the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers, if you're peaking at the right time, that could right. be really, really uh, exciting. And uh, I, I guess the other thing I want to say, because it's confusing, right? I, I would, if you told me, hey, the Packers and Aaron Rodgers have decided to come back for one more year, I wouldn't be as wildly upbeat about the Packers. And here's why. I just don't think you'd be getting the same guy in Green That's Bay. Right. The, the guy they had last year uh, was is not the guy that I expect the Jets uh, to be getting today. And that's not fair necessarily to the Packers, but uh, it is a reality. And that's why I think Jets fans should be fired up. Well, yeah, I think all relationships can run their course. And I think the Green Bay situation, uh, there was a lack of trust on both sides. There was a little bit of animosity for different reasons. I think you'll get... Um, I think you'll get a highly focused and energized Aaron. I hope it's for two years. And I do think the Jets will be a viable team. Um, year ones are difficult, as I've said, for a lot of situations. I, you know, it's interesting with Jordan Love. I don't know what we have. Here's the good news. He's been there three years. The size is not an issue. He's a big kid that moves well. If he was in, I mean, if you took Jordan Love today even with what little we've seen after Bryce Young, he'd be the number two pick in the draft, right? Like there's there's stuff there. I don't know if he can step to the line of scrimmage and audible in and out of stuff. I don't know uh, trailing late in the game, third and 11. You right. know, how is he equipped to do that? I have no idea, but I will say this. It's a good team that needs another receiver, another tight end, and an edge rusher. And I talked to two GMs last week that said it's the best tight end class in years and the best edge rusher class in years. So I, I do feel like this, Mike. I've always believed years ago you gave a quarterback three years. But now with the seven-on-seven -seven camps and private coaching, I always say Thanksgiving of year two, you know what you have. But Jordan Love's been there for three years. I feel like we'll know by Thanksgiving – what kind of we have eight, nine games in, there'll be a set because the NFC, Mike, it's not a gauntlet. There's a lot right. of W's in this conference. Yeah, I think that's realistic. Um, you know, I came from a different era where quarterbacks almost always sat. And when they didn't, they took lumps as great as they were. Aikman, everyone but Marino, essentially. But, um, you know, that all changed with Matt Ryan and Joe Flacco. And, and you know, for a lot of reasons you stated, it's a, it's a different landscape now. Um, I'd say the good on Jordan Love is... Uh, yeah, there is some definite upside. I, I remember one offensive coach I really respect telling me before the draft where Jordan Love was drafted, I would take this guy first overall. So there is something special about the package. Um, the, the early reviews were not good. And, uh, you know, he's it's not quite Trey Lance coming from North Dakota State or Carson Wentz, but it's a guy coming from a smaller program, more like Josh Allen, right? And, um, you know, early on, uh, I think Packer coaches and players were kind of like, ah, man, if this guy has to play, you know, we're in real trouble. And now, again, the standard is very high. So um, that's the good part. Maybe he, I think he, from what I've he heard, he has gotten a lot better. He has developed. He works at it. He's a good kid. There's some definite upside. Uh, I think the hard news is this delusion that many Packer fans seem to have and others that, 
well, Aaron waited for three years, and look what happened. Like, this has happened twice in NFL history, where a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback was succeeded immediately by another future first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback, and it was tumultuous both times. Montana to Young, the Niners did not get nearly as many years out of that combined. The Packers somehow got 15 and 15. Three decades of uninterrupted, transcendent quarterback play that could cover up all ills and pull games out of nowhere, and... I just, especially young Packer fans, I'm looking at you guys going, you guys, like, I, it could work out well. They could be a well-rounded team. Jordan Love could be good. The odds of having yet another transcendent quarterback just take the reins and, and keep it rolling are not good. And you're not going to notice that uh, necessarily week three in the third quarter against the Bears when you're, you know, marching down the field. But you're going to notice it uh, in December on third and 18 against uh, a really good team at times where Aaron and Favre before him were able to just do insanely magical things. I just don't think that's going to be the case. And that's not, that's, that's not a slight on Jordan Love. I'm just trying to be realistic. Yeah, listen, if he was as good as a Burrow or a Mahomes, they would not have signed Aaron to an extension. Right. Because there was drama three years ago. If he was as bad as Zach Wilson, they know it. And they right. would have kept. So my takeaway, he's somewhere between 12 and 20. He's probably in that mix. Which, At, if I mean, it goes well. If it goes well. Yeah, he's somewhere yeah. between Kirk Cousins and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Or, you right. know, he's somewhere but it, in but that. But it's also possible that he is Zach Wilson and just hasn't played uh, a lot. Right. I mean, I think he's a more mature person and all that. But like, right. yeah, but I, I hear you. Yeah, like if, if it goes the way they're hoping it will go. And they've got good infrastructure around him. And Matt LaFleur is a really, really good coach. I think he has a chance. You know, Mike, I, I think they're going to look like last year. They're going to be at the nine and eight sort of level, but it's going to be the opposite. So with Aaron, he didn't want to work with the young receivers. They start slow, schedule weekends, they finish strong. I think because Jordan Love's going to be totally committed to the young guys and nobody has film on him, they're actually be pretty good team until Thanksgiving. At Thanksgiving, the break, you get film. People now have had their buys. And now I think people take stuff away from Jordan Love that he had in the first eight or nine weeks. I think they're going to end up the same place last year's team did. Um, a pretty a team that would be sub 500 in the AFC, potentially above 500 in the NFC. But it is his first year. The kid hasn't seen live bullets, played from behind, Sunday night games. I think a realistic expectation is Jets 10 wins, Packers 8 to 9. Feel about right to you. Yeah, and he's going to have to have a tough tough makeup because I remember being out on Aaron Rodgers Island uh, his first year as a starter in 2008 when uh, there was a lot of skepticism. And because of my Cal ties and the fact that you know, the blind squirrel nut theory. I was right on this one. And I I had to weather that first year when he was 6-10. and 10. Now, he played really well a lot. There were a lot of close games he couldn't pull out. He had some injury stuff. So um, a lot of people were still very, very skeptical after 08. In 09, he was obviously much, much better. And then we had that epic playoff game against the Cardinals and Kurt Warder. And, uh, you know, I covered that game and remember, like, being pretty sure – that we were seeing a guy who was going to ascend. 
Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Kumo test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. So um, I thought the compensation was reasonable. It was mostly what we thought, which is the Packers are either going to get a couple of twos or a two and a one if Aaron plays. I don't think there's a real winner. I guess I guess the winner is the team that gets Aaron Rodgers. But I didn't think I didn't think the compensation. It was sort of. What we thought, right? Yeah, I liked it. Um, I thought, you know, it was creative. There was some compromise. That swap of 13 and 15 was a good creative way to change the value. Um, Both teams, you know, could have stared down longer, but there was good motivation to get it done. I thought, if you're the Packers, then you know you're getting rid of them. I thought Brian Gutekunst did a really nice job. I liked his haul, all, all things considered. And if you're Joe Douglas and Robert Sala, A, you got to have them because, you know, you're coaching for your jobs, presumably. And, and you know, it's all set up for that. And, and B, um, I, you know, I know the Jets just wanted some recognition that if he doesn't play that second year, that they would have given up a lot. And now they have at least a little bit of protection that way. So I, I actually thought both GMs did a really nice job of, of creatively splitting the difference and doing it uh, in a timely manner. Give me your prediction on the New York media, which can lean ferocious and left, and Aaron Rodgers, who's now supporting Robert Kennedy. Uh, you know, the, he's the anti-vaccine candidate. Like, listen, say what you want. There's two different ways to write the same story. Do you think it'll be a rough first year? What do you think Aaron, who's had some rabbit ears, you got the Daily News, the Times, the Outspoken Post. Uh, there, there's sports talk radio in New York can be brutal. WFAN. Yeah. Uh, wildly entertaining um, and outspoken. How do you think it goes year one? 
That's a great question. I, I, I would, I look at it the same way I look at any coach going into that market or uh, anyone who's kind of, uh, you know, thrown into it. If you win, it's going to be awesome. You know, Eric Mangini was on the Sopranos as Mangenius when he won early. Uh, Rex Ryan was loved, you know, through right. foot fetish scandal at all. It was all good. And a lot of ways you could keep living off that. Uh, if it goes bad early and you appear to be defensive or out on a fringe or, you know, combative, then it's a tougher place uh, to have thin skin about it. I don't know that Aaron will or whoa, Darren has ways to communicate directly. It's a different era. But, uh, you know, I think if it goes well early, he will be getting a lot of love from those back pages and a lot of the, you know, potential trigger points will be, ah, well, you know, hey, he's got a different view on the vaccines, but hey, did you see that pass on third and 12, you know, but right. if, uh, you know, if, if it's not going so well, then yeah, sure. People are going to be looking for ways to uh, poke and prod and uh, we'll be watching. So it does appear in the draft starting Thursday. Bryce Young goes number one. Uh, Will Levis, now the betting markets think Will Levis uh, is the number two pick. I, I, I'm going to throw something at you. You know Robert Ursay, Jim Ursay, excuse me. You yeah. know Jim Ursay. I'm going to throw something at you. I said, Will Levis is talented enough that you're, and we do this in our lives with purchases of a lot of things, convertible sports cars, <laughs> vacations, that it is what you talk yourself into. Right. I can see Ursay, Jim saying, okay, I've been old and unathletic with Philip Rivers and Matt Ryan and expensive. But this kid is smart, mobile with a big arm. If you squint, Mike, you can see some Andrew Luck. Or Josh Allen, maybe, maybe not. Well, but Josh Allen, you know, came from a small program and was raw. Will Levis isn't that raw. Yeah, that's I mean, true. SEC football won 17 games. And, and I think... You can see what you want to. I can see Jim Ursay thinking, not expensive, moves like Andrew. Andrew was thick. This kid's thick. Yeah, this kid's yeah. got a better arm. Mom went to Yale. I can see the Colts moving up or crossing their fingers. But I, I think, can you can you see Ursay? We know he likes quarterback because he talked about Bryce Young two months ago. Yeah. Well, quick aside, I, I'm, a, I'm taking everyone's word for it that this kid's intelligent. But I got to tell you, as one of the members of the Mayophobia Society very publicly, the fact that he says that he puts mayonnaise in his coffee, apparently. I know. Make, it makes me question just a lot of things uh, about the world and about him. Right. So I'm just going to chalk that one up to some weird uh, outlier uh, and, and assume uh, that he's a, he's an intelligent guy. So uh, on a serious note, yeah, I, I do think Ursay likes the idea of making a splash. I do think he has seen uh, life without the quarterback situation settled with a lot else to be excited about. And it has not been the life he's wanted as an owner. Um, and, and I do think it, we do all talk ourselves into purchases. But if you can really get a franchise quarterback, 
I don't care, man. Like, you know, even the Rams with Stafford who are probably like, yeah, we'd trade him now. It, it'll go down as worth it to them that they traded all that sure. stuff to get that Super Bowl season out of Matthew Stafford. Um, and so I've always felt with the draft, look, if you want someone that badly, let alone a quarterback, and you're in position to maybe do it, dude, do it. I don't, don't get cute. I don't care if you, well, I hope he's there at five. You know, like, well, we, we might be able to trade to seven and get it. Just, I, I, I say when it's a quarterback you're that excited about, don't do that. Just go up and get him. Fine. Cool. Even the 49ers, like when they went up to three, good. You like someone that much? Good. Now, it may turn out that Trey Lance doesn't end up being that good. It may turn out that he wasn't the one Kyle was thinking of when he made the trade, but that's a whole other story. But whatever. I love that process, uh, right or wrong. If you're wrong, it's going to be rough on your franchise, but, um, you know, we miss 100% of the shots we don't take. I think the only concern I have and and the caveat to that is because people get so worked up about the draft and we overvalue it in terms of impact as a culture and internally in the NFL, I think there's a tendency for all these months to get yourself worked into a lather and you talk yourself into it. You know, maybe if you looked at it more impassively and say, well, yeah, there's some good things about this kid, but his value probably is this. But, you you know, you met him. You had dinner with him. You saw him at his pro day. You're looking at the film and you need a quarterback. And you're like, man, I just love this guy. So, um, you know, be careful doing that. But if you... Jim Irsay and Chris Ballard and Shane Steichen are doing this and you've decided we really think this guy could be that, then I don't care if you trade up, go get him. Finally, uh, the 49ers, uh, I would regret not asking you this because you're so tied in. When they went and traded for Sam Darnold or acquired Sam Darnold, I could argue Darnold is a older version of Trey Lance stocky, athletic, not aesthetically pleasing as a thrower or accurate on a consistent basis, but capable of playing, um, making plays. He's a little Trey Lance, not always pretty, but can work and move the chains. Um, and when they did that, Trey Lance was in trouble. The Sam Darnold acquisition viewed by many was just, yeah, he'll just sit on the bench but in fact, they look at him as a guy that may start in September, and it probably signaled the end of Trey Lance in San Francisco. I've revised my opinion, and it is now more aligned with yours. Um, I admit that when they first signed him, I thought, eh, you know, uh, it's another guy. And, you know, they, unlike Lance, who they were so high on his intelligence, and still are, uh, Darnold was never, you know, aligned in that way with Kyle's thinking, in my opinion. not I'm not calling Sam Darnold unintelligent. I'm just saying it didn't pop out at people during the right. pre-draft process. But there are a lot of similarities, including the exact position where they were drafted. Uh, but I now think this based on how it has played out and based on who I've talked to. Um, they are a little more excited about Sam Darnold than I thought. And the way that I – some part of the way I know that is that – this Trey Lance noise, it's one thing to answer a question and say, well, listen, we always listen to offers, but we think Trey is going to be on our team, which both Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch did last month. But 
when a report comes out that's like, hey, the 49ers are taking calls on Trey Lance, and it's not immediately challenged by, you know, Kyle could have texted me or someone else and been like, that. I'm telling you, dude, that's bullshit. Excuse me. That's BS. Put it out. You know, they didn't do that. And so, in my opinion, it's, yes, they are listening to trade Lance offers. No, those offers have not been close to good, or they wouldn't now be saying, well, we think Trey's going to still be on our team. We don't know. Uh, A good one could still come, but it hasn't. And I think they feel pretty good about Purdy, too, to be in the Trey Lance fire sale market, potentially. And maybe they won't. Maybe they'll just keep him and hold on to him for a year and try to develop him. Well, considering how raw Trey Lance is, um, you can't keep the minute Purdy is available to play, you can't be sharing snaps with three guys. Right. Somebody's going to get moved, and it ain't. It's not going to be Purdy and Sam Darnold. So, right. to me, Trey Lance isn't a polished version of Trey Lance. So, the minute Purdy can take snaps and play, you have to move off one of them and get them real. This franchise is a Super Bowl roster. I still think it's the best roster in football, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they want the rookie deal or the or the cheap deal in terms of Darnold. They want to, they want that model. They and with Purdy healthy, they absolutely have it, but they want to pay Bosa. They want to pay as many guys as they can, load up in this next year or two still and have a quarterback on a very cheap deal to make that work. Um now, maybe Trey Lance over the offseason can wow them in a way that he clearly didn't last year or they, they don't re-sign Jimmy as a hedge. Um, and I do think they have PTSD, as they should, from the NFC Championship game and probably want three, um, though they may draft one or sign a rookie free agent uh, coming up, and that may end up being part of that equation. But, uh, yeah, I, I just think, you know, look, uh, they, uh, you know, they believe that there's something there with Trey Lance potentially, but they don't have time to wait, as you said. That's right. And, and, That's right. And, and I also, one other thing, there's this weird, there's this thing where, well, Trey Lance is on the market and, hey, keep an eye on Houston and Tennessee. Tobiko was there and, and Slowick and Grant Carthod's the GM of Tennessee. If, you were part of an organization that drafted a guy that high with that much investment, the three ones, and he hasn't been stepping into that in a way that was satisfactory. You probably know more about Trey Lance than Joe Fan. And Joe Fan, who's assuming, oh, well, you, Trey Lance was there with Rand Carthon. I think it makes it less likely that Tennessee or Houston comes and gets him if. Unless Rand privately or D'Amico and Slowick privately just thought Trey wasn't getting his chance and he was so good, probably they're more aligned with what Kyle and John Lynch think. And they're like, eh, hasn't shown it yet. So are you going to like go out and blow the Niners away with like a two and try to get Trey Lance? I think don't look at those teams. Look at teams where they might not know as much. Yep. Mike Silver, great insight on Trey Lance and the Niners quarterback situation. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, as always, and Jim Irsay, who he knows very, very well. He's wearing number eight again, Colin, I, just like I a saw cow. That. There you go. <laughs> I saw that. I see that. And all I think about is that game at the Coliseum. Oh, that- oh. 
Coming right to me in the end zone. I was finally going to get my Rose Bowl, Colin. Should have got it that year anyway, but that's a long story. I think he completed 20 passes in a row, but SC was was tough, man. They were tough. I I was at a wedding uh, on the Columbia River in Oregon watching that game with friends, having a cocktail at the back bar, and it was a and that was a good USC team. It was a and and remember back then Aaron had kind of a stiffness to his to his drop we're all like, Who's Aaron Rodgers? This guy looks great. I know, and that it really special teams won that game. The, they had a return, and they had some other special teams play. It was a great game. Uh, Cal was number three in the country at the end of the season. The Rose Bowl wanted them desperately because SC was going to the then BCS title game. The Rose Bowl wanted them desperately. It's our holy grail. Everybody wanted Cal in the Rose Bowl. But all these rules that no longer exist, including Utah being good before the Pac-12 and Notre Dame, all these things happened. And then a hurricane delayed the Cal Southern Miss game and then votes, Mac Brown pandering for votes, and somehow Cal ended up in the Holiday Bowl. Send me thoughts and prayers. I'm still not over it, but maybe call it someday, <laughs> someday before I die, Cal will go to the Rose Bowl. But I'm not counting on it. Good seeing you, buddy. Thank you. The volume. Make sure to check out the Draymond Green Show. I brought Draymond Green into the volume because one of the more entertaining voices in sports, unique perspective, understands behind the rope, also chops up with guests like Gary Payton, Zach Levine, Tracy McGrady. Make sure, download the Draymond Green Show wherever you get your podcasts, only on the Volume Podcast Network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.